Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we have quite the show ahead of you guys. We're going to be talking that 2-1 victory that America just had over Pachuca. And then we're going to be breaking down the upcoming home game that America has, of course, against Cholos in Seoul. We have plenty and plenty more to talk about all things Las Aguilas de la America. But before I get any further with this show, let me introduce my co-host, as always, New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo. Christian, how are we? I'm doing good, Ivan. I hope everyone's doing well, staying safe, and this should be a great show. Definitely, definitely. Uh, unfortunately, no Cowboy Dan today. He is at the office. Unfortunately, wasn't unable to clock out in time. He's working a little bit of an overtime shift. But he does send his regards to all of you guys. And moving on forward today, we are joined by a very special guest. You might recognize him from his work on the Mexican Soccer Show. It is Liga Mekis English expert, none other than Mr. Cesar Hernandez. Cesar, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Um, just over here in San Diego. Now I now I feel a little bad for Christian. He records this at 10 o'clock at night. That's a commitment, man. That's a serious single commitment. Tuesday. <laughs> if someone asked me to join a pod at 10 o'clock, be like, you know what? Uh, yeah, maybe 10 a.m. Well, we'll you know, <laughs> serious commitment, man. Yes, sir. It is. It is. And I mean, you know, we try to work around uh, all of our schedule. But um, yeah, shout out to Christian and to Dylan, too, because, you know, his is at 9 p.m. too. So. Um, you know, that's still kind of late. So, you know, kudos to them. Of course, Cesar, you and I, it's it's nice and 7 p.m. over here on, on the west side of things. So we're uh, we're still hanging in there. Yeah, it's too bright out. That's the issue. Uh, that's why I look a little dark right now. I, didn't, I haven't set up a lighting situation in about like two weeks or so, you know, because usually it's just like audio only podcast. So I might have to like... Seems like move from left to right to see what's uh what's the what's the nicer nicer situation. But then again, I mean I'm definitely in full quarantine mode, as you can tell with my hair and my beard. So maybe I don't want too much of a bright light on me either. <laughs> yeah, it, it uh it'll burn, right? Kind of like you know, <laughs> yeah. you expose yourself too much to sunlight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, all righty then. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're going to be talking and diving into your expertise on Cholos a little bit later on into the podcast. Uh, but if you don't mind, we're going to get started with the game that just happened just uh, about le- uh, 24 hours ago, which was America versus Pachuca. So you gentlemen ready to get started? Yes, sir. Yeah, all let's right, go. let's jump into it. So America debuted the Guardianes 2020 season yesterday as they went over to Hidalgo to play against Pachuca in a 2-1 win, which I gave you guys the rundown uh, a week prior to this, that this game was not going to be one for the books. It was going to be very rigged. It was going to be very unentertaining at times, and it was going to be very slow uh, here and there. Christian, you had the pleasure of covering this game yesterday for us over on Twitter. What is your kind of final thoughts? What did you take from this game after the whistle blew and America ended up taking the 2-1 victory? Um, I think the most important thing is that we got the victory. You know, after every poor, poor, uh, after very poor preseason, um, it was very important for America to start off uh, with the W, uh, just to gain momentum a little bit, a little bit more confidence. And also, in terms of the scheduling that we kind of mentioned last week, you know, this is the time of the season, uh, where I think America needs to rack up as many points as they can because the closing is very difficult. We mentioned that over and over again. So definitely off to a good start after uh, a poor, poor season, uh, a poor preseason. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it was kind of a poor season as well last last year. Oh, uh, let's, well, yeah. let's kind of face it. With America standards, of course. But um, Cesar, were you able to watch this game? Yeah, and uh, who would have thought that uh, America would suffer, you know, two injuries in a game? That never happens, right? America, injuries? <laughs> <laughs> they, aren't, they aren't synonymous with each other at all, but it was, it was pretty interesting. I mean, I think that was actually one of the standouts to me, just because, I, I mean, I've talked about it with you, Ivan, a lot, but just... I feel like something, at least for me, that defines America in recent years are, are those injury issues. And you saw Aguilera go down. And who, who was the second injury? Ibarwin. I forgot. Who the, the Ibarwin, that's right. He, he went down as well. And I don't know how serious their injuries are. I haven't, I haven't been looking at the reports. Hopefully it's not serious. But just, there's just something very America about that. But at the same time, too, I mean, I was very impressed by Cordova. Um, did well as... As a, what would you call him, a second striker, a, a number ten, you know, maybe just more of a cam, but I mean, definitely impressed by him. You know, won the penalty, had some good shots, and obviously he scored pretty close to the end there. No, yeah, definitely, it was um, it was an interesting game all around, and it's funny too that you bring it up because I, I was going to mention that to you right when we when I hopped over to the pod, uh, your podcast. Um, you know, we we talked about these kind of injuries that keep plaguing America for, you know. <laughs> quite an extensive amount of time now and we're talking years upon years of kind of you know reiterating the same narrative of what's going on in America is you can bet any money that America is always going to have you know three four major injuries to the squad and like I said that's a real real big plague on the team and uh, you know we were hopeful that this season would be different but I guess starting things off Christian it, it doesn't look like that's the case no, and unfortunately, that the just the timing of the injuries. You know, injuries are never are never good in a team. But just you know, the players that actually got injured are, are two sectors of our of our of our team that you know we need help in. Aguilera as a as a center back, even though he's not the most loved or the most you know confident center back, you know we have Sebastian Casares there. But you know, it still eliminates the the kind of depth that we have back there. Andres Ibarguen, that's kind of being our only true winger left on this team, goes down with another injury. And, you know, now we really have no true winger. So it's going to be interesting to see going forward how uh, Piojo kind of copes with these uh, with these injuries. Does Aguilera still take free kicks uh, for you guys? Yeah. I, I don't pay too much free attention to penalties. Okay, because yeah. I saw him doing a lot of that uh, over with Sholo. So every, every now and then when I watch Medica, I see him taking uh, a lot of free kicks. I don't mm -hmm. know if that that's also part of something where, I don't know, Medica is going to be missing someone who could do that as well. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to allude to that is that America, even though we're missing someone that Christian put, quote unquote, not really a fan favorite. He was definitely one of those players that played a vital role in the team because he played an extensive role in taking free kicks and penalties. Right. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, you know, Christian, I think we mentioned the extent of uh, his injuries about two weeks you know, Two weeks for yeah, Aguilera and Embargoin is still uh, not known yet because he needs to take some tests that will be administered tomorrow. And then I think either tomorrow or day after, we should get more more news on his injury. Definitely. So if you guys want to stay up to date, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter and Instagram. We'll keep you guys up to date with all those injuries. But gentlemen, let's talk about the game as a whole. Christian, uh, I kind of want to pick your brain at it because like Cesar mentioned, Cordova played a number 10 role, a cam, in which we kind of thought he was going to be playing out on the wing. It's a very interesting lineup for Pio Jorera to put out and a very interesting shape formation-wise. You had Roger on the right wing and then you had Sebastián Cordova at the cam and then you had Viñas as a lone striker. Mm -hmm. How did you see that play out for America and did you like it? I mean, you know me, I always advocated, I always advocate for Cordova to kind of play in that cam position, kind of a free role, uh, kind of uh, kind of space. I think he thrives in that position. I think he is best utilized in that position. And I think we saw a glimpse in this match where 
you know, he really could be a difference maker. Like Cesar mentioned earlier, you know, he was the one uh, that drew the penalty for us that kind of sealed the game. Um, and, you know, t- his, his shot taken from long range is impeccable. We've seen him score some golazos uh, from, from, from long range. So, Definitely something I want to see more of. I think the thing that caught my eye the most was Roger being right mid. You know, we've seen him at the left wing. We've seen him as a, as a slow striker. We've seen him paired up with the strike, but never really in that right wing position. And I think in the first half, you know, he, he was still getting, you know, adjusted to, to the position because I think that's something he never played before or something he's not used to. Then you kind of see in the second half, he gets a little bit more more into it. He gets more in, in a more of a rhythm. And ultimately, he kind of he kind of uh, becomes a difference maker in that second half. He was definitely fouled a lot on the right-hand side, if I remember correctly. Definitely, yeah. And I think, was it Manny Garcia from Pachuca mm-hmm. who could, could have potentially gotten a second yellow early on in the game? Obviously, um, both sides ended up earning reds. But I, I think you can make an argument that Pachuca could have gone down to 10 men early in the game when they, when, I thought that should have been a second yellow for, I think it was, yeah, Manny Garcia who fouled Roger Martinez. So, you know, Roger Martinez almost made the team go down to, to Pachuca go down to 10 men early on. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a beautiful flick actually by Roger Martinez. that kind of drew that foul. I think everyone uh, here agrees that it should have been a second yellow, but you know, we'll, we'll leave, we'll leave all controversy aside. <laughs> uh, but, but you're right though. It's, it's interesting because this is another player that's not really a fan favorite with the within the America fan base. And, you know, for him to kind of start being, uh, you know, kind of a difference maker in the team, it, it's interesting to see. And it's something that I, I guess for myself, I'm, I'm happy to see because we know the the, the quality that this player can, uh, can uh, this player has. No, yeah, he brings a lot to the table. And I, I think we, we mentioned that ever since he first arrived to America, he's had the potential to be special. Whether or not he wants to use it, I think you mentioned that it's kind of like you when when he's on, when he's on, he's on, you know, and when he's not, he's, you know, completely a ghost in the, on the pitch. So I think Roger f- falls under that category as well. We'll get back to Roger a little bit because I think he plays a very, very vital role in the first goal that America plays. But Cesar, I kind of just kind of want to get your yeah. take on the game itself. How did you see it? It definitely wasn't the most exciting of matches, but were you expecting more from it or did it live up exactly to what you were expecting? I know. I mean, it's still kind of the preseason, you know? Like, I think we should be holding a lot of Liga Mekis teams to a very high standard, you know? So... I think I expected some issues. I think Pachuca actually, no, they did fine. I think they did okay, but the game was over once uh, Burrito got that red um, and brought them down to 10 men. But I think we should be expecting, you know, teams not exactly hitting the ground running just yet. But I think what's most important for America is that they got their three points. I think that's the least you you could be asking for right now, you know, especially early on in the season. Yeah, and I think that's something that even the commentators said. I think when they asked uh, Bambam Samborano, I think he said right now the most important part is America walks away with the three points. It's not much of how well they play, but ultimately the result that they walked out of here with. And I think it was important, like Cesar just mentioned, America ends up grabbing the three points, which Christian, we mentioned this first start of the season, this first half of the season is going to be detrimental for America because the latter half of it is a very tough one to close out. So Mm -hmm. you need to scrape up as many points as possible to kind of get yourself in a very good comfortable position going into that second half of the season of course and i think like i think like everyone mentioned here right now the important thing is to win you know it doesn't have to be you know a, a nice three nothing or four nothing it's a plain one nothing win will do just fine for right now and it's something that we need to kind of build confidence and especially oh, yeah. Liga Mekis, like on a lot of championship sides are just teams with a lot of momentum we saw that with i mean let's use the most recent example monterrey mm-hmm. uh late 2019 yeah. Remember how bad they were? Uh, and then Mohamed came back and they got win after win after win. And 
narrowly lost to Liverpool, the club world cup. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there, there's, I think there's a lot to be said about momentum. And I think for America, regardless of how they play, it's just, you get those three points and maybe pick things up a little bit once the season gets along at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I was talking a little bit about the goals that were scored because like we mentioned, this wasn't going to be a game that was going to be like our previous guest said, AJ, a three nil, you know, showcasing out <laughs> over there. But uh, we mentioned that this could be a one goal difference match. And it definitely was that in the end. So, Christian, obviously, the first goal comes at the hands of Roger Martinez, even though Federico Vigna ends up scoring it. Two questions here. Um, how did you find that play? How did you like Roger Martinez's involvement in that? And two, Vigna gets on the score sheet yet again. And this is someone that we mentioned has to continue his good run of form if he wants to submit himself as the key starter for America. What were your thoughts on Vigna's? Sure. So I guess to, to answer your first question, I think that all, that goal was all Roger. Uh, the the play that he makes down the wing, t- kind of taking on defenders, uh, and getting ultimately the shot off is what kind of led to the goal, right? Uh, Vinyas continues to be that player who is just kind of always there when when we need him to be, uh, and always scoring goals when we need him to score. So uh, I think this is the player that I think a lot of us had had on our radar for this season because a lot of people like to call him kind of a one season wonder. Oh, he kind of had a fluke, whatever, beginner's luck. This is the season to prove that all of that was just, you know, was just a lie that, you know, he is the real deal. He is here to stay. He is here to be a key player in America and potentially be one of the top scorers in the league. No, yeah, definitely. So when you asked me who could potentially be the key talisman of this team, I mentioned Vinas. What is your thoughts on, you know, our poacher-esque style of uh, an attacker? I mean, he definitely poached that that opportunity, didn't he? I mean, like you guys (laughs) said, that was all Roger Martinez. I mean, he should have been given the assist right there. Although it was like a, it was like a shot, kind of got a little deflected, had a little bit of a weird bounce, and then it was Vinas who picked it up. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you have to do in those opportunities. You got to capitalize on those chances. So I mean, credit to him and for for giving America the first goal. I mean, eventually they would need Cordova to step up to get a second. But I mean, you, you can't ask for more of a player to put himself in the right position and find the back of the net. And also, I guess he he had a nice little, if I'm remembering correctly, he kind of like picked the ball up, moved just to the right of the keeper as well. So that was pretty impressive. But yeah, credit credit to Vinas. Yeah, he definitely is showcasing that he has the capability to be that number nine for us. And we'll have to wait and see whether or not uh, he can continue that good run of form and, you know, bag one up against Cholos. And, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I think he's going to play a, a vital role the way he did in this game. Christian, anyone else that stood out to you in this game? Well, obviously, we kind of mentioned it uh, uh, prior to the pod, but I think Sebastian Cáceres, when he came in, I think he had a solid game. I think for someone who who's kind of relatively still new to the league and kind of still kind of getting adjusted to this new team, uh, I think you just slot him in right there, and I I, I think he was solid. He we saw him a, a couple of times in the preseason, which I think he looked good. Um, you know, we saw him once or twice last season. Um, it's uh, I guess the most recent game that passed out to me was against a game against Monterrey, uh, which we ended up winning. But I think he had a, a couple of key key um key saves in that match too um in this match i think i think he played his role really well obviously there's still you know some few rookie rookie mistakes like you mentioned prior, uh, prior to the the pod commencing but i think as you give him more time he's going to solidify himself as probably going to be the the starting uh, center back duo with, with bruno valdez i was impressed by richard sanchez as well i think uh he was doing a lot of quiet work in the middle you know, he's mm-hmm. kind of like a Definitely. linchpin when I, when I was looking at the passing maps it's just he had so many connections with the rest of starting 11 so I, th- I think along with Gassides, who I'm calling a defender Gassides, as opposed to <laughs> midfielder Gassides, because I'm still trying to figure out the difference. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, I, w- I would say Richard Sanchez. I, th- I, think he, he, I think he did a lot of quiet work in the middle of the, of the field. 
Definitely. This is a player that I think uh, we wanted him to kind of pick up from last season. Because I think last season he was probably one of our better players as well. And to see him kind of continue the form into this season is definitely a good sign for us. Yeah, he, he was definitely someone that even Christian and I, before we even started recording this, we were talking about Richard Sanchez. And I mentioned to him exactly what you just mentioned, says that he had a quiet but efficient game. He was doing yeah. exactly what we expected of him to do. And I think that's 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 the heartwarming feeling knowing that you know that one player like Christian mentioned that you wanted to continue to have a good role definitely did he was all over the place even when there was fouls he was always next to the referee kind of pressuring and saying hey when are you going to show another card yellow you know so he was he he was definitely doing his role as that midfielder so yeah hats off to Richard Sanchez as well but um here's a player that I I, kind of want to you know pick your guys's brain out Cordoba Cesar, I know yeah. you said he impressed you. Christian, you said that he was a little bit too quiet for your liking. Cesar, I'll throw it to you first. What's your mm-hmm. what was your thoughts on the Mexican? And then Christian, you can answer after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just a little tough when you're playing that 10 role. You're not going to be getting uh, the ball as much as, uh, let's say, Richard Sanchez or uh, let, let's say someone on the wings or someone in the back line. So I think it's a little bit tough when he's roaming around. But I think also, I mean, after they went down to 10 men, he had to drop back a little bit, didn't he? He had to take over some... I, I would say he sat a little further back and he had to kind of like sit alongside Richard Sanchez. But I could be wrong, but at least that was from my understanding. But I mean, what more could you ask for a young player to step up, get the penalty, and, and also find the game winner? So mm-hmm. and I, I think he did what he needed to do. Maybe he didn't have as much of an impact as some would have wanted, but I, don't know, I, I was impressed by him. I think from for me, I think because America's philosophy is just play to the wing, play to the wing, play to the wing. I think that's why yeah. we didn't see much of Cordova, honestly. But I think from my from my uh, from my opinion, I really want us to kind of start playing more in the middle, playing giving the ball more to Cordova because, like you said, you know he he's very he's very talented. You know he can really oh, yeah. distribute the ball, create. You know that's a player we need right now, uh, currently in the state of America, with which we lack creativity to the to, to the max. And this is a player who can be the difference maker. This is a player who can define games for you like he did in this one without with having minimal impact now imagine if you give him a, a, a bigger more important role the, the the difference he can make so i i i surely expect the cordoba to kind of have more of an impact as the season goes goes along and i hope he keep con- continues to play that kind of camp position yeah i was gonna say do you guys think that's his best position because i would say if you wanted to you can play him like on the wing maybe as a central midfielder maybe even as I guess I mean it's kind of like a cam, but as a second striker. But I've been a big fan of him as a central attacking midfielder. But I don't know what, what, where do you guys think is his best position? I've always been wondering, like wondered what America fans think. I think I think I'll speak for Christian on this one as well. We like him in the middle, whether it's that yeah. cam or center mid spot. He just offers a lot more. I think once you put him out on the wing. He gets a little bit lost or a little bit flustered because as a winger, I think you're asked to do a, a lot of more different things than you are when you're in the middle. I don't think he has kind of that dribbling aspect that a winger, a natural winger does. Uh, I, I think he has, he finds himself, uh, you know, at very difficult times trying to take on one or two defenders. And I mean, I don't know, Christian, do you want to elaborate a little bit more as to mm-hmm. why we, we like him more in the midfield? No, definitely, and I, I think you said it perfectly. I think his his, his qualities as a player are are better suited for him to play in that camp position. And like I like I reiterate, you know, he's a player who can create, who can put a pass, who can take a long shot. Something that I think adds to adds to uh, priority uh, when going uh, going on the attack, and it's something that we need uh, desperately in America right now. Yeah, definitely. 
But uh, yeah, that was uh, Cordoba. I uh, I was taking a little bit of hate on Twitter again, as always, with my vendetta on on Cordoba, <laughs> even though I didn't say anything. Wait, this time. But you have to explain it. What, what do you mean by that? <laughs> so I mean, uh, you know, every time I'll even come on the podcast, I'll say something about Cordoba because I I do I, I do hold him to a high standard, like mm-hmm. a, any a, any youngster with America, and uh, you know, some people in the community have taken upon themselves to kind of remind me every time that he scores or does something like uh, our. our, our <laughs> friend uh, amelia she uh she put out a tweet saying when when am i gonna love him and uh you know stuff like that so uh shout out to everyone who you know has a little bit of banter on it i i, I love it i love the back and forth and you know i will uh we'll continue to have this cordoba discussion until he's out in europe which i, I believe if he can step it up and continue to do the good work that he does we'll see him there but for yeah, now it might be too early it might be too early but i don't know i'm a i'm a fan i i, I think he could do all right in europe i'm not saying like he should go to a Atleti Madrid and he'll make it like that. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's a little outlandish. I'm saying I don't know, maybe some mid-table La Liga side, some mid to lower table La Liga side. You know, I I, I think he could step up. I think he could mm-hmm. do a decent job. Is he going to? Would it be a starter for any of those teams? Maybe not. But would it be good for him for his development to be a backup and get minutes? Maybe after a season, he could become a starter. Maybe I don't know. I I, I think I think he's ready for Europe. I, maybe even something like the Bundesliga too that I think he'd do really well in. Yeah, yeah, and I think even Pio Herrera said at the beginning of the season was that he was kind of the one player that they're worried about, that, you yeah. know, some clubs have an eye on him. And, you know, America's always been the type of team that says, look, we're not going to stand in your way of your dream. If the right club and the right offer comes through, then we'll definitely accept it and we'll, we'll hear it out and we'll let you go. But, uh, you know, that is definitely a man that uh, right now I would feel like is a little bit hard to replace especially with the qualities that christian has mentioned that he has and he brings to the table so we'll have to wait and see but hopefully cordova can stick around a little longer maybe that that youngster what's his name gio dos santos how old is he he's, he's a young kid right he could play <laughs> play him as a 10 that, that that youngster you have you know came out of the cantera he's probably what uh 32 31 i don't know yeah yeah he's still got a little bit more you know he's got to play a little bit more games you've got to take a minute by minute with him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think Cordova, you know, it was good to for him to get on the score sheet. I think that's definitely going to help develop his game is if he can continue to put his numbers forward. And it's something I talked about with a friend of mine off the podcast. And I we mentioned that Cordova sometimes can be a player that is confidence driven. When he has the confidence, he'll con- continue to keep producing. But when he's kind of lost it, he's not the same player. And I think the more that he can get himself on the score sheet, on the assist sheet, it's going to add to him. And I do want to see how he's going to react in games where maybe he's not giving those passes or he's not scoring those goals. How is he going to mentally prepare himself for the next game and kind of, you know, up and up his game for that? Because I think that is one of his, uh, you know, one of the things that hinges him uh, in his career right now. So. Well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, anything else we want to talk about in regards to this America Pachuca game? Uh, well, quick question for you guys. That penalty uh, that America concedes, do you guys think it was a penalty or not? Or how do you guys see it? And by that, you mean we all recognized it was a foul, but was it actually an 18-yard box? Is that what you mean? Or both? Well, the one that, uh, that America concedes. Oh, the one that made. Oh, I, I thought you meant. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you meant that the one that got when that Cordova was fouled. Oh, okay, okay. The one that that I guess I can't remember. So anyway, I'll let you guys continue. Sorry, go ahead. 
It should have went to VAR. It should have went to VAR, right? But um, it sucks because Ochoa was really close to saving that one. But of course, that's uh, that's always a keeper's nightmare, that little tunnel that he's unable to get to it. But overall, I think a pretty good game. Two to one in regards to that. But obviously not the spectacular game that anyone was expecting. But like we mentioned, it's still kind of preseason mode. So have to have a little bit of leeway on that. But America does get the three points. So anything else to talk about in regards to America Pachuca guys? Or are you guys ready to uh, move on? Yeah, I think I'm all right. Okay, all righty. Well, before we move on to the preview, America versus Cholos. Christian, do you have any transfer news updates for us before we get started? Um, I mean, nothing much really. I think everything's all the same. It's just now in in the in the most recent days, uh, you know, the Mauro Linus has been heavily linked to America. Uh, this is a player that I think uh, I think Cesar is very uh, very familiar with. Um, I, I, the other I, liners, <laughs> the other liners. Yes. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he is still out with an injury currently. Um, yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So the yeah, out for the injury, but this is something that that the board and Piojo, you know, are, are eyeing. You know, definitely right now with all the whole pandemic and the whole crisis going, you know, big name signings aren't aren't common right now, and they're most like not going to happen. So kind of going local is, I think, the name of the game right now. But uh, definitely, that's definitely a player that they're looking into. Um, and, you know, reliable sources have confirmed the interest and, you know, maybe an offer will come in the coming days. And I guess the, you know, the more reassuring thing is that the, the president has come out and said that, um, you know, the signing should be closed this week and should be announced by the end of the week. So, so I guess stay out, uh, keep an eye out for that. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you today. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Scholz let him go because they already have a player who's essentially playing his position right now, who's Fabian Castillo. So. Yeah, I, I would be surprised. At the same time, um, I know Madalinis is a little hit and miss. I think he he has a lot of pace. He has a lot of speed. Maybe shooting isn't that good. Maybe his dribbling can be a little bit better. But at the very least, I think he could be a good impact player off the bench if he, if he was to go for America. It's an interesting one because I think it's kind of redundant again for America to go for a player that is injured right now. <laughs> and <laughs> injured. All these injuries mm-hmm. playing us. It's like, really? But uh, we'll have to wait and see. And of course, I mean, like you mentioned, the news broke out that Santiago, uh, Santiago Baño said that there should be a signing announced this week. Whether or not it happens, we'll have to wait and see. These things change all the time. But no, again, no. Christian will have you guys up to date over on Twitter. So make sure you guys keep a close eye on that one. So They're just uh, checking his resume and they're like, injury? He's like, oh, he's got a Medica DNA. Bring him up. <laughs> Call him up. <laughs> <laughs> he's exactly what we need. We can change him. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, well, I mean, well, let's, let's hope not, but well, uh, is he injury prone? Cesar? Uh, actually not, not that I'm aware of. Um, from what I've followed with him at Cholos, uh, I, I can't remember him being too much on the injury list. I don't think he actually is injury prone, but I mean, who knows, who knows how, how serious his current injury is, but yeah, I don't think he's that injury prone. Okay, well, we'll have to wait and see. And now, moving on to the ultimate discussion of tonight. It is America versus Cholos, as America will be hosting them on Saturday. I would say at home, because it is a home game, but we are going to be playing in Seu in the meantime, as the lights in the Azteca are still being installed. I don't know why it's taking this long for lights to be installed, Christian, but the game is going to be played on Saturday. What time specifically? 
Uh, I think it's 6 p.m. my time. 6 p.m. your time. Wow, yes. that is an early game. That's on a an Saturday. early game, yes. It, back to the, back, the good old days. Back to the go- yeah, I was going to say, back to the good old days where you could watch America over here at least at 3 p.m. and still have the rest of the day to go by uh, and still, you know, enjoy your Saturday. But mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be interesting, of course. Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see how America does in uh, in Seoul. Cesar, are you a big uh, a big believer that home field advantage is important, and whenever a team doesn't play in their home stadium, it's still considered an away game? I think everything's thrown out the window right now with the pandemic. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> without fans, I mean, it's just, and we see that in other leagues too. The home field advantage doesn't really mean much. Isn't as powerful as it used to be without the fans. So I think whether they played at the Azteca, where they play. Or any other place in Mexico City for, for for what matters there. I mean, I, I think without the fans, it, it gives it's it's an entirely different feel. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, but does not take away from the fact that it should be an interesting game. Since that we did say that these two, the, uh, that these games leading up to maybe the jornada six or seven were still were gonna be considered kind of preseason games. But it's two squads that on paper look very attractive in regards to a game. What is your take from this game? What do you expect from this game? I think it'll be there'll be some interesting battles on the flanks based off of what Sholos showed their first game. Um in their first match, you saw them go with like a 3-4-3, 3-4-2-1. There's a lot of focus on the wings. So I, I, I think of that left and right flank, I, I think that's where you're gonna see a lot of battles. I think that's where the game's gonna be won. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Christian, how is America going to tackle this game? Because we know that Cholos has one of the more interesting squads mm-hmm. in this season. How do you think America is going to go out and try to battle what Cholos will present? Well, I think I think Cesar could put it perfectly. You know, they're they're right now their strongest suit right now could be on the flanks, and I think that's something that we need to keep an eye on. You know, we have Jorge Sanchez and Luis Reyes as our left back and right back, and whilst we like Jorge Sanchez on the right. You know, he hasn't really been performing to his standards. And, you know, Luis Reyes, you know, coming back from from San Luis for personally to me, hasn't been, you know, that same player. So if both of them are not up to standard, this could be a very messy night for us. I thought Luis Reyes was I, I no, thought he was actually quite poor in the last game, too, for, for America. I thought mm-hmm. I felt like he lost the ball a lot. And I looked at the stats and saw that he did lose the ball a number of times. So. I mean, for for Scholes, that could be an opportunity right there. I mean, because they're going to have some high pressing wing backs. They're going to have Miller Bolaños, who likes to push out towards the right hand side as well. And if they want, they could switch over Fabian Castillo to play in the right wing too. I mean, it's just I I, I think I, I think that's that should be a worry for for America fans. Yeah, no, I I think you put it perfectly. But let's not go a little bit further into this without kind of getting what the starting 11 or predicting the starting 11 says that if you don't mind, what do you think Cholos is going to come out with on Saturday? I know it's kind of so early, but what do you, what do you think this, uh, this team will, pr- will bring on Saturday? Well, luckily I wrote it down. Uh, <laughs> give me a second here. Uh, I think they'll essentially go what they want with their last game. So you're going to have Orozco net, Victor Guzman, Barbieri and Kalula in the back. You're going to have Jimmy Gomez, Balanta uh, and Clifford Aboagie. Uh, and also five in Castillo, essentially as midfielders. And they're going to have Nahuelpan, Lopez, and Bolaños up top. I think up top, those three are going to kind of... It's going to be a little bit more dynamic. It's going to be a little bit more free-flowing. But definitely keep an eye on Jimmy Gomez, the right-hand side. Definitely keep an eye on five in Castillo on the left-hand side. Because like I said, I, th- I think through Castillo, through Jimmy Gomez, that's where you see a lot of attacking movement for, for Cholos going forward. Interesting. Now, Christian, what do you think America is c- going to come out with on Saturday? 
Okay, so in that, I'll have Guillermo Choa, the back four, Jorge Sanchez, Bruno Valdez, Sebastian Cáceres, Luis Reyes, uh, kind of in the midfield, also Gonzalez, Richard Sanchez. Uh, on, the, on the right, we'll have Roger Martinez. On the, actually, no, on the right, we'll have Giovanni Dos Santos. On the, on the left, we'll have Roger Martinez, Cordova in kind of that camp position, and Vinas up top. Interesting lineup. Now, I know a lot of people are pressing the panic button once they hear also Gonzalez in that midfield. But of course, Santi Cáceres got that red card and unfortunately isn't able to play. Uh, would it help to drop uh, Cordoba in that center mid position? Maybe put Gio out on the cam and maybe possibly Leo Suarez on the right? No. Okay, that was a quick and simple answer. Yes, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I feel like you got to use Cordova at his best, and it's at, at that Definitely. camp position, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, can Cordova provide a lot defensively? Can he can he provide a lot with his aggressive presence? Not, not maybe. I don't know, but I, I think you have to keep him as a cam because I, I think that's him at his best. Alrighty. Well, you guys heard it here first. Cordoba on the cam and also Gonzalez trying to play the Guido Rodriguez role uh, <laughs> on Saturday. We'll see how that ends up going. But okay, gentlemen, now that we kind of have an idea of what these two teams are going to present, I kind of want to talk to you, Cesar, in regards to key players for Cholos. And one player stands out to me, and that is Nahuel Pan, a player that me and you have Nahuel talked Pan. about before and you have mentioned is the poor man's Slatan. How <laughs> detrimental he's going to be to this Cholos side on Saturday going forward? I mean, he's going to give a, a tough time to Bruno Valdez. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a key matchup right there between the two of them. I think they're both very aggressive players. I think Valdez could potentially contain him. But the issue is Valdez doesn't have to just worry about now and It's going to be Bolaños. And he loves to drift with the ball. He loves to be a free-roaming player. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of attacking, uh, you know, attacking numbers coming at him, especially with Fabian Castillo. Coming on the left-hand side, you know, you're going to have some high-pressing uh, fullbacks. It's going to be it's going to be challenging. I'm going to go ahead and say, I mean, I know we probably should be making predictions just yet. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be end in a draw, but, but I don't know. I think, you know, Pablo Guede, you know, Schultz's new manager, he loves to play attack-minded soccer, and he's going to give some opportunities. I mean, that's for sure for America, you know, go, going forward. There's going to be some space for them in the attack, but at the same time, there's going to be a lot of numbers going forward for Cholos. It's definitely going to be an interesting one. Christian, another player from the Cholos roster that kind of draws your eye that could cause us problems on Saturday? Oh, we, I think you got to look at uh, Clifford. I think, I think he's definitely a Big player. Cliff? That, yeah. Big Cliff, definitely. He's very underrated. I think at his time at Querétaro and even at his time as Atlas, uh, I doubt the player I always kept my eye out. Uh, eye out. Uh, definitely a player who can, who can change the game for you, who can place a nice ball to you. Uh, and I think also Gonzalez going to have his work cut out for him and Richard Sanchez. Um, I think that's going to be my two key players to watch for this match. If if they can if they can live up and kind of sustain them and kind of keep them keep them level, I think I think we have a pretty good shot. But you know, like Cesar mentioned, Cholos this year has a lot of a lot of different options from both sides of the of the pitch, and I think we need to find the best way to kind of kind of contain them. And I think also Gonzalo has a big task. And if Cholos are truly a dark horse in this competition, then I think. I think they need a statement, you know, early on the season, and I, and I think a good result against America would really make a statement to the rest of the league. So, I'd imagine Gede must be, uh, you know, Scholz's manager. He must be motivated, and I can only imagine the players must be too, because they're trying to win over their new manager as well. So, I, I, I think they should definitely be motivated for this match. 
Definitely. And I think America kind of has a glimpse of, of Gede football. You know, we kind of met up yeah. against them in, against Morelia in the, in the, in, in the Ligia, uh, you know, last season, not the, you know, not the COVID season, but you know, the last season prior to that one. <laughs> and, you know, we kind of, we kind of saw in that first like kind of, you know, Morelia overwhelm us and the style of play that he possessed in that first game should have been carried on to the second game. But, you know, we kind of know what happened after, uh, in the second game. But more, more I guess, in the first leg, you know, a lot of attack coming down from the wings is what definitely ultimately, you know, kind of punished America in that first leg. So, you know, I- I'm not surprised to hear that he kind of brought that same style over to shoulders. And that with, you know, players that uh, I think arguably are better than what he had on Morelia, um, this, this could possess for some, some dangerous attacks. Yeah, and at the same time, though, I think a weakness could be in the middle, though, because... I know, like I said, a lot, a lot of the movement was going forward, and I think Balanta maybe didn't play. That's Scholes' other midfielder in the in the middle. I think he could have been better. So, if there is a weak point, I, could, I think if, if if you go down the middle, that could potentially hurt Scholes. But then again, he could also make the argument that if Scholes are throwing numbers forward through the wings, attack the flank. So it'll be interesting to see what Biocho does. No, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what Biocho does. And Christian, who do you think is going to play a key role in the America? Uh, in the America lineup to actually, you know, maybe grab us all three points against Cholos? Well, if I guess if you look at the attack, I think you got to look at Cordova to kind of be that difference maker. You know, I think if, if we can get him the ball enough, if, if you can let him kind of distribute and create uh, as, as, we, as we need him to be, I think we have a pretty good shot at, at, at scoring a couple of goals here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Cesar, what is one player besides Cordova that kind of draws your attention and could spell trouble for Cholos? I mean, it's a Cholo, right? <laughs> like I think that it's the easy it's it's the easy answer, but I, I think I think Ochoa is going to have a pretty good season with America, and I think a make or break situation for them for winning the title. And I, I know I'm looking far ahead here, but I think it's got to be Ochoa. So I'm going to stick with him. No, yeah, definitely. And Ochoa who had a a good night in Pachuca. You know, of course, the only goal he conceded was that penalty. A bit harsh to ask for him to, you know. Blocked that one, which he almost did, but he had a pretty good go. save. He almost in the got first it. Half. It just went yeah. right under him. It was close, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I had a pretty good save in the first half, and you know, he's like I mentioned to everyone on Twitter that it, you know he's gonna have a solid season. We just had to give him the time, and I think he's gonna prove that. But hopefully, like you mentioned on Saturday, he can showcase that as well. But like you mentioned, I think he is gonna have a lot of work come uh, come Saturday, and hopefully, you know, him and his defense are ready for it. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I think it's uh, I, I think it's two very good key players that America uh, you know needs to focus on in regards to the Cholos attack, and then of course what America can offer going forward and in defense. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, Christian, how do you think America is going to play this one out? Are we going to go down the wing like we always do, or do we finally play down the middle and utilize Cordova, uh, you know, the right way? You know, you know me. I'm always gonna say I hope they use Cordova, utilize him to his potential. But ultimately, I think depending on who starts, because you know we don't know if Gio is you know gonna be gonna be ready to start on Saturday. But ultimately, who starts, I think they're gonna really be reliant on Roger. So I guess that's another key player I think we need to watch too. Hopefully, Roger can kind of pick up from his form second half, like the way he had it in Pachuca. Um, you know, look for him to kind of continue his rhythm, kind of continue to get in the game early on. And, you know, kind of make something down that wing because I think when he gets in his rhythm, when he gets in his groove, he's a very dangerous player. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Sosa, what do you think Cholos' uh, main goal for the game on Saturday going to be? Is it, you know, continuously high-press America and, you know, yeah. push uh, people up? I think so. Because, I mean, I would say with most Cholos managers, they would say, get the draw. Going over to Mexico City, got to aim for that draw, but get it. I don't know. He's different. <laughs> you know, he's he's definitely a different manager. So I think he's going to aim for the win here. I think he's going to 
be just short. I think it's going to end up being a draw, but he's going to throw those numbers forward. He's not going to be afraid. He's not going to be afraid at all, especially with this uh, roster that he has, this Xoloretero roster that he has. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he's going to go all out. He's going to throw numbers forward. He's going to focus on the wings. Bol- uh, Bolaños and El Bano are going to be a little bit of a headache, uh, a little bit more centrally. So, yeah, just continue with that attack-minded soccer. No, yeah, and it's interesting because I was just about to ask for the predictions here, and you mentioned a draw, but do you expect there to be goals? Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think I think Ochoa's gonna be too good to make it two to two. Let's go one to one. Let's go one to one draw. One to one draw. All righty, Christian. Um. Oof, well, mm, yeah. See this. I think I'm gonna go with the one one draw too. All righty. Well, I'll be um, I'll be optimistic here. I'm going with a one nil win for America. I'm hoping that Ochoa gets that clean sheet, uh, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. I don't expect uh, America to take most of their chances because, yeah, as history shows us, they don't necessarily do. But I think, like you mentioned, Cesar, they will be presented with a couple, and hopefully, they take the chances. And then, knowing Miguel Arreda, I think he's definitely going to kind of park the bus and try to get the results so early on in the season I think what matters to him is getting those three points and you know worrying about how good the team performs a little bit later down the road yeah agreed and I think yeah that was Wayne it's gonna be interesting I think if there's an opportunity there for America especially if you have Jimmy Gomez pushing way too high up if you have Fabian Castillo pushing way too high up there could be some opportunity there there on the flank so like I said I, th- I think this match is be one on the wings it's gonna be an interesting one it definitely is. It definitely is. Well, you guys can catch that live over on Dudene at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Central, and then, of course, 6 p.m. Eastern time. You guys can follow that game live over on Twitter with us at Eagle Eye Podcast. And Cesar, where can they find you over on Twitter? They can find me at Cesar H Football. We can see all my posts about Mexican soccer. American soccer and sometimes about cats, you know, because there's been a lot of uh, <laughs> there's there six uh, kittens who were born recently in the neighborhood. So, you know, it's been. Yeah, it's, I've been it's, checking it's, your Instagram story. I was yeah, like, well, <laughs> quite the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been highly entertaining. I'm not going to lie. As, uh, someone who's still definitely self-quarantining, uh, those kittens have been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. All righty. Well, gentlemen, I think uh, that's pretty much run the course of this podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, everyone that came out, thank you so much. And everyone that's listening right now, thank you. Uh, you guys can find us over on, uh, like I mentioned, Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast. And of course, follow us over on uh, the podcast, which is going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else that you get your podcast. Just Type in the EY podcast and you guys can listen to us on the go. Gentlemen, anything else to say before we wrap things up? No, I think it should be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it'll be fascinating to see. And I think it could kind of give us maybe even a little bit of a playoff preview um, to see what we're going to see, you know, a couple months down the line, or I should say a few months down the line. I hope it has playoff intensity. I think, I think yeah. it's something that we need right now. Um, but I do want to say, do one thing. I think an early goal will be crucial for either team. Um, kind of whoever gets the early goal will kind of disrupt whatever the other team will try to do. So I guess am I am I I guess being biased? I hope I made it against that early goal. Kind of kind of disrupt Cholos a little bit there, make them make, make them a little bit flustered. So I think early goal is key in this match. No, yeah, it most definitely definitely will. Well, 
that does it for us. I hope you guys had a wonderful time. Uh, stay safe out there. Make sure you guys continue that quarantine. Wear your masks. And pretty much we'll catch you guys over next week to talk all things America versus Cholos. Hopefully it's a good one, like these two gentlemen have mentioned. Alrighty, guys. Take care. Be safe. Until next time. And as always, Arriba America. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 